0: Today is Monday, January 9th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and The Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. As I'm sure you've heard by now, after 15 humiliating rounds of voting the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, finally got his desperate hands on the gavel, shortly after midnight on Friday. To be clear, Kevin McCarthy never actually earned the necessary 218 votes, but he was able to secure the Speakership with only 217 votes by convincing enough members of his own party to vote present to make the majority math work. In order to persuade those 20 or so Republican holdouts to even vote present, McCarthy reportedly made some serious concessions to those individuals regarding how the majority would function as well as handed out some plum committee assignments which we'll get to in a minute because even all of that wasn't enough to get McCarthy the gavel at first thanks to the performative indecisiveness of the accused sex offender Matt Gates. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy only became a reality after the nation watched on as an elected lawmaker. Congressman Mike Rogers was physically restrained from coming at Matt Gaetz in the House chamber. Following that spectacle, we witnessed McCarthy bend the knee in real time to get Gates to change his vote. Can you imagine if all of that happened, but people got, I don't know, healthcare at the end? Anyway, the House of Representatives will reconvene today to debate and vote on a rules package, which will set the parameters for how the next two years will proceed under this Republican majority in the House. So while not every detail of the new rules package has been reported, and of course it hasn't been passed yet, here are some things that we know are being proposed. Any member can motion to recall McCarthy's speakership at any time, which I call the Cowardly Mileage Booster, adding a 72-hour window for members to read legislation before they vote for those who read at Kyle Richards' level, a commitment to vote on legislation for term limits for members of Congress, as well as allow legislation to zero out a government official's salary cut specific government programs, or even fire specific federal employees. We'll let you guess which ones. A promise to investigate the origins of COVID and what they are calling the weaponization of the FBI and DOJ. And Jim Jordan will be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. So expect them to be very judicious about weekly refirings of Dr. Fauci. We'll have more to report on the new rules of the House of Representatives tomorrow, but for now, this is what you can expect when you're expecting a fiasco. Yesterday, President Biden made the first visit of his presidency to the southern border near El Paso, where a record-breaking surge of migration has given way to a recent crackdown by U.S. law enforcement. Biden toured the El Paso County Migrant Services Center and met with Border Patrol officers, members of Congress, and local officials at El Paso's busiest entry port, which is set to receive $600 million in funding from the 2022 infrastructure package. This visit follows last week's announcement of the administration's new policy that the U.S. will accept 30,000 migrants a month from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, but will also crack down on those who fail to use the plan's legal pathways, which is international relations for... no caravans, please. Swaths of northern and central California remain under extreme flood risk for the second week in a row. As of this recording, a flood watch will be in effect for the Sacramento and San Joaquin Valleys and the surrounding areas until 4 p.m. on Wednesday. But even after Wednesday, the region still won't be in the clear, as heavy rain and snow are expected to continue as part of a stream of storms that are forecast to last until January 19th. You know it's bad when the weather has its own horoscope. Just in case you thought the orbit of Herschel Walker was done making news out of its sexual deviance, NBC News is reporting that conservative leader Matt Schlapp allegedly fondled a male staff member of Walker's campaign in October, following an evening campaign event in Georgia. He reportedly groped the mid-level aide for the duration of a 15-minute drive back from a Georgia bar, after the aide requested that they call it an early night. Take a hint, Schlapp. In case you're unfamiliar with him, Matt Schlapp is the chairman of the American Conservative Union, which hosts CPAC, as well as the husband of former Trump White House aide, Mercedes Schlapp. While the staffer's name is being withheld out of fear of retaliation, a senior official on the Walker campaign confirmed that he shared the allegation with his supervisors when it happened. Matt Schlapp, of course, denies the allegations, so we'll obviously have to settle this by checking his handwritten calendar. On Friday, a six-year-old student shot and wounded his teacher during what officials called an altercation inside a first-grade classroom in Newport News, Virginia. The teacher, 25-year-old Abby's Werner, is now in stable condition after suffering injuries that could have been life-threatening. If the police had waited outside the classroom for an hour, for example. For some background, this was the first school shooting of 2023, but the third incident of gun violence in that particular school district in the past 17 months. In this incident, there has not yet been reporting on where the six-year-old obtained this handgun. I have two guesses. But police said that it was not accidental. The shooter was arrested, though Virginia law limits the ways in which a child of his age can be punished for such a crime. Though I will be sure to report any signs that this kid is getting the Kyle Rittenhouse treatment. finally for today, you may remember last week when Brazil's new leftist president, who is affectionately known as Lula, was sworn in, while its former president, Bolsonaro, affectionately known as the Trump of the tropics, reportedly decamped to Florida even before the inauguration. But despite Lula's inauguration earlier in the week, yesterday a group of Bolsonaro supporters stormed Brazil's Congress, Supreme Court, and presidential palaces in the country's capital of Brasilia. They were calling for military intervention to restore Bolsonaro into power. As of this recording, out of the approximately 3,000 participants, over 200 people had been arrested and Brazil's legitimate security forces had retaken control of all government buildings. President Lula, who was in Sao Paulo at the time, referred to the event as, quote, acts of vandals and fascists. And you can bet these guys had some January 6th picks on their 2023 vision boards. Thank you for listening to The Morning Announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our premium Extra Extra episodes, where I deep dive on less covered but extremely intriguing topics. And of course, please rate and review The Morning Announcements on your favorite podcast app to help keep us growing in 2023. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.